Hey everybody, this is Dave Palumbo, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness. With me as guest host this week is the winner of three Spectrum Awards and a Chelsea Award, lead artist, uh, lead artist, artist and creator of over 100 original works from Marvel Masterpieces 2020, progeny of fantasy art royalty, and a man with possibly the best cheekbones of any guest to date. It's Dave Palumbo. Good morning, sir. Morning, Ian. I always love your interest. <laughs> I enjoyed writing that one, especially. I was writing it just in the kitchen before we came on, and I actually read it out to my wife. I was so pleased with it, and she just kind of smiled and left the room. <laughs> just so like, ah, another Sunday. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, to, to tell me, before before we dive in, I, I, I did briefly Google what a Spectrum medal was, mm-hmm. uh, like a fantasy art kind of mm-hmm. um, award. What's a Chelsea award? Uh, Chesley. Um, oh, Ch- Chesley. Sorry. Yeah, which is named after the artist uh, Chesley Bonestell. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, who was a um, uh, mid 20th century, I think, illustrator that did a lot of paintings of uh, like outer space, like pretty cool, like like paintings on from like the surface of alien planets and things mm. like that. Um, in a uh kind of like very scientific way yeah i would describe um and i don't know the full backstory of how the chesleys came to be but uh it is run by oh if i'd had a second to prepare this i would have no sorry sorry. i'm just like digging it out of my brain uh i'm gonna get the acronym wrong but it's the um it's a like fantasy art uh um organization that has been doing this in partnership with uh worldcon i think okay gosh it's been a minute (laughs) (laughs) uh so it's it's not because the um there's the hugo awards which is the book yes award that's that's uh part of worldcon for sure and that's uh presented by like the worldcon committee or something and they do have like a best artist category as part of the hugos and yeah i believe the chesleys were started as a kind of like companion award where instead of just like one generic best artist it's like uh best you know best hardcover illustration best paperback illustration like it's it's very kind of like granular uh Mm. but it's it's mostly publishing based uh but i think yeah they also have like categories for like gaming art and product illustration and things like okay that. So, cool yeah, yeah. Oh, i'll have to check that out i'll have to check that out you, you learn something new every day chances are <laughs> i've probably seen some of this guy's work because i used to read loads of like them oh yeah yeah i mean 70s and 80s growing up take a look uh, i think it'll it'll at least look familiar even if you don't mm. spot like the specific piece you've seen mm. i think uh yeah just the, the 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 vibe of it is something that um you'll know uh yeah and uh and you mentioned spectrum which was um an art annual which don't know what's happening with right now they got kind of put on hiatus during covid and Mm. they were supposed to supposed to come back like a year or so ago and then that got put on hiatus and i i hope that uh i hope that it comes back but um uh 
that was for many years, like going, I think that that goes back to like the late nineties, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and that was just kind of like a, a showcase, both of these, like looking up uh, Chesley nominees and also just looking at spectrum are great places. If you're looking to find uh, artists who work in mm. like genre work, like mm. broad cross section of, of really cool stuff. I tell you, my my eyes got opened a little bit this week, um, and I'm, I know I've seen this guy's art. I just didn't know what he was called. Um, Joe Jusco um, posted about a week ago. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to tell me you just you know like this guy Joe Jusco. Yeah, this guy Joe Jusco. You might you might have heard of him. Yeah? <laughs> Go and have a look. Um, he um, he posted a picture by an artist whose work I've seen, but I didn't know his name. Um, called Bruce Pennington. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure you'll have heard of. Um, and he posted the most fantastic image um, that I'll, I'll put on the show notes for people to go and have a look of of the uh, the image that he he posted was um, like a planet with rings around it. And as you're the nearest to the, the kind of the viewer, if you like, the rings, you can see that they're actually made of bones, like skulls and oh, okay. human bones. And you yeah. can kind of then you can see it gradually breaking down into the distance around this planet. And it's just such a, such a striking image um, <laughs> that I was just like, whoa. And I just went down a 45 minute rabbit hole of Googling. Um, yeah. I, I will have to look him up too, because I don't know the name. Uh, mm. So I'll have to look and see if like you, I think there's a lot of artists so whose, many. whose work I see, um, but names don't always stick. Yeah, with me the first so time. Many. So, yeah. He's um he's basically he did apparently he did loads of seventies covers. Oh, okay. Um, of lo all those pulp sci-fi novels yeah. that came out in the seventies. So, he's, he, so that's the thing. I know I've seen his work and his style, mm -hmm. but the the uh, those books that that you you see and you know I saw in the library when I was when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, you you just don't know who the you know artist is. And they're often not credited yeah yeah especially in especially in uk um it's one of the big things with uk comics from the 80s is that and even earlier actually some of the stuff from the 50s and 60s especially kind of like the eagle stable of stuff like dan dare and a lot of the early artists that did um things like scream you, you just don't know who they are mm -hmm. yeah it's just not credited at all yeah um, fortunately a lot of that has come to light now um when you go to the when you get these awards, do you go to an awards do? Uh, so Spectrum was doing their, like Spectrum was doing these medals, I think from the very first issue. I don't, uh, I didn't start actually like following Spectrum until yeah. like around issue nine or something like that. Um, but the, the awards has always been like a thing that they would do. And it wasn't until they had their own live event that they had an award ceremony. And that gotcha. was also a little bit of a kind of like a briefly held thing. I think, I think they did four of them um, okay. in Kansas city, which is where the uh, publishers were based. Um, so I did get to go to those. Uh, That's what I basically, that was my, my yeah. way of asking if you got to go to a posh dinner and do some dancing afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that the, the first, uh, year that I won anything, they did not have an award. It was like the year before they did awards. Gotcha. And then, okay. uh, I was fortunate to, uh, win an award at one of the award ceremonies that they did. Um, the Chesley's, 
Okay, wait. Is it Worldcon? Chisels? Chisels? Yeah, I'm, I'm so like... <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Well, listen, we've, we've had, we've, you've had a little bit to think about since, since winning those, I'm sure. But they, yeah, the, those, they, they also do um, an awards presentation for those. But um, if, if I'm right that they happen generally at uh, Worldcon, that's a convention that travels every year. And, oh, okay. Uh, I think they try to do every uh, one year in the United States and then one year outside of the United States. Oh, okay. So it's a real random, like, it might be in a place that would be, like, really fun to visit, but it's not necessarily convenient to, like, pick up and go to Athens mm. or something, you know. And um, so they do an awards ceremony there, but a lot of the time the, the people receiving the awards can't be present. Gotcha. Because it's... Um, you know, very far away from where. Yeah, the, yeah. The not necessarily are. practical to go, even though. Yeah, yeah. Even, even to just clap when someone else wins. <laughs> yeah. um, the um, uh, Star Wars Celebration does that actually. Um, okay. Yeah. They're in. They're in London. Um, where are we now? Uh, this will come out in March. So yeah, as as people listen to it, it'll be next month. Um, so they're Easter weekend. That's in London. So that's cool. I've um, never seen that, uh, but a, f- a few friends of mine seem to be regulars at those and it sounds like yeah. a good time i only hear good things i only hear good things it sounds like a really fun kind of positive you know oh, yeah. star wars fandoms yeah crazy fun you know and they're just so <laughs> supportive of each other um it's really interesting to to see so since it's been a while since we last spoke to you um um indeed <laughs> indeed two years and, and one co-host ago um so you you recently had a bit of a break from social media. You kind of took a little time out, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, from <laughs> I I'm still on Instagram, but I'm just as bad at uh, uh, posting content as I right. ever have been. <laughs> um, so I I do probably get on and at least like open up my Instagram mm. every day, but um, I really haven't been very like actively present there uh facebook i've been um pretty much staying away from since maybe like late december early january okay. i don't remember exactly somewhere around yeah. years i think um, yeah uh it was and honestly uh it was just becoming too like um distracting and and uh upsetting to just uh, I, which is a weird thing to say because it's been distracting and upsetting for many, many years now. Um, yeah. But um, it, it reached a point with all of the AI talk mm. where it was just inescapable, specifically like my feed, the people who I connect with um, and the people who generally I want to be like kind of having conversations with on there. Yeah it was just the only thing that anybody would talk about. And I still, when I, every once in a while, I might like poke my head in or like I have to open it up if I'm on my desktop and I want to reply to someone's message or something. And it'll be like the first thing that comes up still is, is just the same thing. I'm just like, I know I just can't spend my day. Like, you know, just, just feeding the anxiety loop of of that whole thing so uh, yeah there's been so much post i've been i've seen so many people posting about it but uh, the mm-hmm. thing is with facebook is that it sees 
this is what Facebook does. It sees you interact with a certain type of content and it serves you more the same. And I think Instagram like, too. that's uh, when I say that's been the case for years. I mean, of course, there's there's been increasingly like uh, a lot of upsetting events, uh, you know, over and, and um, polarizing events yeah. over the past number of years. And, you know, at a certain point, I learned how to not engage with um, pointless conversations, especially with people that I've never even met, uh, and try <laughs> to just keep it to like keeping up with the people that I do know, or mm. um, just just moving past that stuff. This one, I guess, it just um, it hits so close to home with so many people yeah. that yeah. I know, uh, and raises concerns of uh, real like instability in our industry that um even even the people who uh you know i like to just kind of like keep up with and see what they're up to it's the only thing on their mind and that's yeah, the yeah, place yeah. where everyone goes to you know vent <laughs> yeah, so, and hang out yeah yeah well, yeah hang out until they start venting because sooner or later you'll get triggered um <laughs> that's uh, what i i found myself like doing the thing i, I found yeah. myself having a uh, a pretty like heavy emotionally heavy uh conversation with a person who i've never met before who just seemed determined to you know be right without uh being accurate <laughs> and, yeah, yeah yeah uh and and at a, you know at the end of the day i was just like i feel horrible i didn't get anything from this i don't think i helped anybody else in doing this like it just felt like a complete waste of my personal resources and uh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't do this for a while. Yeah, no, I think that, that you get to that point. <laughs> I can, I can speak to this on so many levels. You get to that point where it just reach, reaches an inflection point where you just, mm -hmm. you just need to step away mm -hmm. and just not be in that space. Um, because there's a certain amount of um, last wordism mm -hmm. that, yeah. that seems to be rife um on on the internet but especially especially facebook facebook becomes a lens for it and twitter's just as just as bad i think um, yeah yeah for, for that sort of thing can i tell you something happy that happened on facebook yesterday for sure. um, which i just <laughs> i just thought I, I i shared this with my wife this morning because it only happened late yesterday so my um my father died when i was nine actually funnily enough he died the year that you were born um, oh, okay. um in, in 1982 uh, in fact it's entirely possible you could be my father reincarnated, but I don't know what time of the year you were born. Um, but he um, he moved us as a family when I was still in my mother to Devon, where I was born and, and grew up, um, specifically to move to a particular factory that was opening and was hiring, and you know it was a mm -hmm. regeneration of the area. That factory has since closed. So I'm a, I'm on a, a history page for the town that I grew up in town that i've not been to for, for well over a decade now and someone posted asking for you know if anyone knew anyone who worked at that factory and you know um if they got any photos of it when it was still known as this so i posted saying you know he, you know he died when i was nine does anyone have any pictures of him or memories did they work with him you know because mm -hmm. i didn't really know the guy so someone someone replied this is the most wonderful little tidbit of story uh, so my dad was called Richard Taylor, but everyone called him Dick, which is <laughs> some people will snigger in a childish way, but that's what Richard shortened to. In, sure, sure. Kind of, um, you know, um, 20th century um, England. Um, 
Uh, so this guy uh, posted, I worked with Dick for a while making mock-ups for the Tornado, tornado aircraft components. So this this factory made um, engineering parts for, for planes. Uh, he goes on, I remember Dick always stopped work promptly at 3 p.m. and ate cream crackers and cheese, regardless of how busy we were. <laughs> That's the most wonderful, wonderful tidbit. So I think I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> as a regular thing. Yeah, it's uh you can just say that it's genetic, you know. But it, like, but I'm sorry, I can't help this. <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those real, really human things that sure, I would yeah. have never never found out. You know, I'd never done found that from family history research. Yeah. You know, it's like um and it's brilliant. Uh, I told my wife this this morning and she says to me, you're a lot like him. It <laughs> was a pause, and that was became right with us. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's one of those things. Like um, I remember hearing about uh, my my dad, um, who's an English professor. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, no, he's retired now, so of course he mm. doesn't still teach. But he used to teach a short story class, and um, one of the things I remember he would talk about the students would uh, read these short stories and then have to write. Um, what they know about like in the in this one particular story they would read it and then he'd be like now you have to to write and describe the character to me write what you know and their descriptions would be longer than the story they just read mm. and it's it's always interesting to me when there can be some some mannerism or detail or or action from a person that tells mm. you so many like nuanced things about their character and their personality like Absolutely. just, just yeah. something as as um as simple as what you just said and then yeah. you feel like you really know some things about this person's yeah. like yeah uh, absolutely yeah um, stephen king does that brilliantly um, hell yeah right right yeah. small little nuggets um uh, i'm just really thinking of people like being able to observe yeah those those little traits in people that very much so very yeah. much so yeah um so i'm Conscious of the fact that this is the Marvel Car Collectors podcast, and we're, we're twenty minutes in, and we've not mentioned a single thing, so, so let's let's talk about. Well, we haven't Marvel talked cars in a little really, while. It's good. We haven't talked up. in a little while. No, it's nice to catch up. Um, I was, I was, I was curious to know. So we are we're a little bit distant now from from Masterpieces twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, and we spoke to you twice on this show. We spoke to you. After it had been announced, but before it was released, so um, and you you gave us some tidbits of information um, and got us all excited, and then the set came out, and I think we spoke to you maybe about two or three months after it came out. Um, yes, it's just like a that. kind of a post event thing, um, and I was kind of um, thinking, okay, well, it's been two years and change since we had that second conversation. How, obviously you know post-covid craziness notwithstanding how's it been having a bit of distance from from that whole project and that whole kind of keeping a lid on it and release and watching facebook reaction and the whole thing that is epac and oh man i mean still one of the most fun uh projects i feel like i'll ever be a part of um i think that that was a big like it was fun doing it but i Mm. think um seeing the community interaction around it was something that was 
different from what I'm used to. So yeah. like, obviously like uh, I've been working with magic, the gathering for 15 years now. And um, wow. that is a game that has also like a very uh, dedicated fan base, but there, you know, there are a subset of the fans there that are interested in the art. And uh, yes. as you know, there are like collectors of the art. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's like the, the online discussion is mostly the game. And so, and, and even then uh, the people who are interested in the art, I'm one small piece of a enormously complicated tapestry mm. of tens of thousands of pieces of art uh, that have been made for that game over the years. Um, wow. So, you know, those, those can be fun and rewarding to kind of like see that um, uh, response when, when new products come out and that kind of thing, but um, very different from the, the way that uh, it feels to see people that into something when it was really just, uh, you know, when I was one of the few or only people involved so mm. yeah like a lot of um the time since then I've, I've been doing a number of uh illustrated books which are really fun to do um cool like a, like a cover and a bunch of interiors and I know when those come out especially like depending on the book there will be people who are really excited about it but it goes away pretty pretty quickly you know and then it's on to the next thing so that's uh, with with the the Marvel cards, so like every once in a while, when I do like pop back on Facebook and I see like people are still like trading cards with each other and that kind of thing, and it's mm. like, this is this is really nice <laughs> to see that yeah it's it's yeah. something that people are still uh, enjoying and engaged with yeah know? very much so it's interesting. There's people we saw this a lot with with Simone's set in 2018. Actually, people kind of came into it two three years after release and mm -hmm. suddenly there's a new interest mm, in it yeah. because you see someone new come into the group and say oh i just just saw this set for the first time and we've, we've started seeing that for well i say started it's been happening constantly actually um for for your set it's, it's great saying the word your set <laughs> i mean you did a whole set let's yeah. just pause for a moment i mean i know yeah. you lived it but you did a whole the, set the, the other weird thing like how we we all i mean i think it's a pretty universal thing how uh, we all have a completely distorted like timeline since covid and uh <laughs> yeah so like having just finished that right when all of that was starting just makes the whole like thing feel even even weirder um mm -hmm. and uh yeah, at times it feels like it happened in the blink of an eye, and at other times it feels like, was there ever a time when I wasn't doing that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you, because I know that, I'm pretty sure this was mentioned, COVID notwithstanding, you mm. would have probably expected to have maybe done something live at San Diego Comic-Con or something similar with Upper Deck. Yeah, I was actually, like, in our contract, I was supposed to make two convention appearances. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And it was never uh, specific as to where those were going to be, but one of them would probably have been New York Comic Con, because uh, yeah. that's pretty close for me. And uh, San Diego would have been fun, just because I haven't been out in a bunch of years. And mm. 
you know, I've got, you know, friends out around that area that I'd love to go and visit and get to go to the show without having to be like at a booth is, mm -hmm. is a, a thing that the last couple of times I went, that was how I did it. And I was like, this gotcha. is much nicer to be able to just take like a two hour lunch and just hang out with people. And then, you know, uh, not have to be like stuck in one spot with cool things all around you that you can't go see, you know? So that would have been, <laughs> would have been really fun. Um, but yeah. And then at this point now, like obviously they're not promoting the set anymore. So that just kind of, uh, you know, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a, a thing to, to, to keep up with. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess technically, could they invoke that clause and have you rock? I suppose they could. I, if, yeah. like, I guess if they decided to, like, I shouldn't give them ideas, mm. prints or something. Um, well, and like the clause was always kind of like uh, these would be at my convenience, kind of a thing. It was of for a, a contract which had a lot of very specific, nailed down details in it. This one was very kind of like we want this to happen um but we want it to happen organically um, yes yeah you know and uh so of course like everything changed by the time the, the set yeah. came out there weren't any yeah. conventions happening yeah and um yeah i think it it just kind of wasn't serving anybody's purposes to try mm. to uh i think they they did put out that set of limited edition prints they uh, did they and did. we were we were talking about like possibly do i have me being out for that do i have those he says looking over here i don't think i, I do remember i can't do remember I? if it's just that um i know they came out lineup. yeah yeah i know they, oh, came they definitely out. did yeah this is so oh my goodness me this is so this you can't see it but there's a whole stack of comic boxes here oh, and there's man. stuff piled up on top of it and this is my i bought this when i was in the states because it's <laughs> you can't oh, yeah. get them over here um it's the largest one they do it's 18 by 24 wow and okay. upper decks gallery prints are all this size yeah so um so in here do i have do i have no i've got fred ian's uh lithograph oh there's a beast look at that oh yeah that it's, lithograph uh, is, is yeah, i'm having yeah. trouble holding it up you have to you have to excuse me i haven't done quite enough um uh shoulder day at the gym uh for that he's doing is he doing a new set of those he is he is actually but what have i got no it's the simone one i've got so there was a simone um Oh yeah, mm -hmm. 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I don't have your version of that, um, but it was very similar. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, that uh, there was some conversation about yeah. trying to do something at one of those, but then, yeah, I can't remember oh. if it was either that uh, the convention ended up doing an online-only thing. Like, I, I don't remember if it was because of COVID stuff or if it was just that I didn't happen to be able to get out to the particular show that they yeah in any yeah. case um, it's all I a mean, bit crazy honestly i think that probably what happened was that they were going to be having those at san diego and they That's asked right. if i wanted to come out for it and i was at a point where i still just was like i don't know how much i feel okay about like being on an airplane or something you mm. know um and uh like it it, it really 
took me a while to feel okay about traveling again which yeah. uh, that it, it might have just been that i don't remember <laughs> yeah have you started to kind of get out and because I, I don't know, do you did you do many kind of shows or cons before COVID? Was that a regular thing on your? And, I mean, knowing how many shows some people do, I don't say that I ever did that many. Um, I think at the most there might have been a couple years where I was doing like four or five shows in a year. Okay, uh, and that's you know like not you know there there are people who are out there like every weekend. Uh, yeah in a different town do the um, circuit yeah yeah and even even the folks like there's there's a couple of big sh- like there's san diego there's new york um yep. dragon con gen con uh you know there's there's like these handful of kind of staples that are big in the specifically mm. like for for comics i think and um well gen con is is gaming but uh you know i never really was a regular at any of those except for san diego Mm. and um now the only one that is a regular for me is iluxcon which is a a very small show that people generally aren't aware of unless they're really into uh collecting the art and that's a show that is pretty local to me but uh people come from you know like artists come from uh australia europe all over south america and it's a i think the number has grown at this point it might be a couple hundred artists altogether but that said it's like a a fairly small show and uh the people who come out it's it's only traditional media artists and it was started by collectors who um we're sick of San Diego Comic-Con kind of like marginalizing the art in favor of the, the big uh, corporate booths and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know, and they were yeah. it basically like, it would be so great to go to San Diego Comic-Con and see the art. It just, it, you know, if we didn't have to deal with San Diego Comic-Con in the process. And <laughs> so they decided to start this small convention in Altoona, Pennsylvania, that was, I think the first year they did it, it was like 50 artists and um, it was just like this weekend long, like maybe a couple hundred collectors showed up and everybody just kind of hung out at the, at the convention floor, which was like small enough that it was really intimate. And, yeah. uh, but then it was in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So there was really not much that anybody was doing after the show so then everybody went to like the same restaurant and then everybody went back to the same hotel nice and it was it was like a real bonding experience i think for uh like collectors and students and artists all together that's cool um and then they just you know at this point i don't know how many years they've been doing that now um probably around like 14 15 years maybe okay uh, and now it's it's moved to Reading, Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, it's it's gotten bigger. It's in a larger space, but they've maintained that kind of like intimacy. So Good. Uh, yeah, so so that's the one like for a combination of things. Uh, one, it's local to me, so it's real easy for me to go. Uh, two, um, the people who run it are fantastic, and they really mm. like treat everybody very well. Uh, like you know, it's 
there are a lot of shows where the artists are vendors and you're they're they're just one of the many um financial interests of the of the yeah. show and uh this show like i guess technically it's the same kind of thing where you're like paying for your booth space and everything but the people who run it like really know everybody and care about everybody that's cool so, uh it's just got a different energy to it and mm. um it's it's uh that's my can't miss show whatever else is going on like that's the one that i'll be going out to so nice nice yeah i i do really think i probably should get finally like go see gen con and get back out to some of these others but um you know for now that's the one that i'm definitely always going to be at mm. do you um have you had the had it happen yet where you've had people start to present masterpieces 20 cards to you for signing um, at the shows because i imagine I, it will happen if it hasn't yeah i feel like that happened kind of like right away but it would have oh. been like um through the mail because oh, okay not like there weren't any shows right. going on and because i i think that um the first time somebody like sent me some cards i might have signed like one person's cards in a silver pen without thinking about the uh the silver signature series yeah of course yeah yeah and then some people like pointed that out you know like obviously it's still on the the reverse of the card it's still not one of the it's a very different thing yeah. limited of 10 but uh so then after that you know I, I have signed cards for people here and there but uh i'm always making a point if it's one of the base cards that it would be in something that's not silver <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but uh yeah I, and um there's a guy who uh handles all of the the signing for magic cards that i do and oh okay so if anybody ever asks i generally like point them towards him and the way that he does it he he manages this for like dozens of artists i don't know like many many people and mm. uh, he just kind of like gathers uh you know people send their stuff to him and then periodically throughout the year like um you know two three four times a year depending on how in demand the signatures for a person are you'll just get a box in the mail with a bunch of individually like enveloped cards uh to sign for everybody and he's just kind of because otherwise like i can't keep track of yeah um, yeah um returning things to to people in a timely way or remembering <laughs> like yeah who, who you know i, I never want to like lose anybody's anybody's cards um and I never want to like mistreat anybody's cards. Mm, and so, mm. uh, yeah, it, it really was um, difficult for me to just kind of be on top of that yeah. without having someone else involved. So, yeah. I think I've seen him post in one of the groups. Yeah, back, Mark Aronowitz back. is his name. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. No, I'll just, because I, I know... I mean, you can't move for for cards that that Joe Jusco has signed. <laughs> oh yeah, mind you, he's got a thirty year head start on most of this. <laughs> um, so there is that. Um, plus, of course, they printed a heck of a lot more of those. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Than, than than your set. I do um, wish they. I, I know it's great for the collectors who are like really serious about it, um, like chasing the the different rainbows and everything. But there's, I, I do miss that card sets 
used to come out in such a available way like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's something I wish that they would do with the premium. And because I genuinely don't think it would dilute the original premium release. So 2016, mm -hmm. 2018, 2020, and 20, whenever um, we'll, the next one will be. Um, is I would love it if they would release just a thin stock yeah. version of that, just That'd for general really distribution. Cool. Yeah. Just for, for that market. If, yeah. If you yeah. Like. yeah. And it would be something distinctly different. Like you couldn't possibly confuse the two. No. Yeah. No. I mean, you could do it in a number of different ways. I mean, the main thing from, from, from my point of view, and this is, this is, Kind of, I don't want to prejudge it too much, but there's a new set about to come out that has original artwork in the first one for for a little while actually, um, where I'm I I have a concern over how much the original artwork will be visible over the design of the card. Mm. It's one of the good things about the um, certainly the base cards on masterpieces 16, 18, and 20 is that the it, although it had bordering, it would mm -hmm. it uh, you could you could appreciate and see. What yeah, is the are, is is the new the set coming out? Yes, there we are. Is, is the new set that's coming out uh, something that is not publicly? No, no, no. Yet? It is. It is. I just, I just didn't want to. No, it's Fleer Ultra Avengers, and it's due imminently. Okay, because um, I have done some pieces for upcoming sets, and I don't know if that might be one of them. I hope so. Do you mean sketch pieces or original art pieces? No, no, like in set pieces, uh, like uh, printed oh, wow. printed pieces. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. Well, this is this is news. This is news. This is exclusive. <laughs> this is a podcast exclusive. Yeah, um, I think it's okay for me to say that much. I can't well, I think say, you can like, say that what I've worked on, but uh, yeah. but and part of the reason I can't is because I actually don't know what the names of the sets are going to be. <laughs> Fair enough. I remember doing some work for them, but I've well, got to like, no idea. It's like they're, you know, they, they're like, do you want to do some cards? I'm like, yes. And they're like, here's here's some characters. Which ones do you want? I'm like, I'll take these. And that's <laughs> that's what I know, you know. But uh, so I'm very excited. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, and so I'm going to say this, and you, mm. you don't have to nod or confirm or anything like that. And that's going to be the case for something else I'm going to ask in a minute. Um, but I know that you're not on Fleer Ultra Avengers because okay. the checklist has been released. And we know okay. who it is. It's going to be uh, Tom Fleming's on there. Tom Morgan's got an insert set in that. Uh, Eric Gist oh, nice. is in that set. Um, Eric, Eric's work yeah. is just... Uh, I, I, been meaning to have him back on here for a little while he's such a lovely guy um but his work following his his covers yeah oh good yeah. great i follow him on every channel possible because i just can't get enough of them yeah. um and he just he just posted was it a mandalorian one yes yeah yes that's the one that's the one. that's a good one <laughs> um and i just i just I, yeah that's it it was um it was the marshal yes the marshal yeah. from um from series two and series 2.5 or book of boba fett as everyone else calls it um in fact i'm gonna get that i'm gonna get it up right now on my screen so that i can look at it because i, I want to remember the character's name the character's name is cobb vanth that's it the marshal oh it's just oh. such a lovely is it is it this one this is the one we're talking yes about. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that one yeah so i i didn't uh you said that's from the second season 
Uh, yeah, series two, I think he was it. Am I remembering right? No, I, I think don't it know. Was, I, it was yes, it was the not, beginning of series two. I did yeah. not keep up with those. I don't have Disney Plus. So, uh, <laughs> oh, right, okay. I had a. Uh, I'd seen. Um, I think most of the first season on someone else's account. Uh, right. And, uh, but yeah, but uh, amazing piece. I mean, they are. They are I mean, they're just. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've seen them. I mean, folks. I mean, go. I'm, I'm more than happy to pimp Eric's um, feed uh, on a episode with you uh but go and check out um eric uh at e e dot m dot gist on instagram because it's he's done some bloody good stuff um but i, I can't remember what we're talking about before i mentioned eric um yeah no f- um so Fleer ultra avengers uh, because when we spoke to eric back in the day he said pretty much the same as you and this was about two years ago that we spoke to Eric because it was just before Flare 2019 came out. Okay. Well, just after, actually. So it was, it was longer ago than that. And he said that he was doing more work for Marvel, but he just couldn't tell us what. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that um, he's on Flare Ultra Avengers, which is their other original art kind of um, uh, brand. Um, but I do know that there is a, a new Marvel Flare set coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is 2023, although a sketch card has been spotted in the wild and it has, mm. I believe, a misprint of 2033 on there. Um, <laughs> given given how slow they've been to release sets, <laughs> there's uh, been some yeah. humorous uh, cheeky speculation that that's actually yeah. the date that it's going to be but it'll be out. I wonder um, if, if they catch and fix that, somebody's got a collector's oh, possibly, possibly. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm so I I wouldn't be at all surprised if if one of your pieces because that would be the logical kind of place mm-hmm. other than a Fleer Ultra set, I guess. Uh, and I know they've got Fleer Ultra Wolverine coming. Mm-hmm. They've got Fleer Ultra Fantastic Four, I think, in the works. Oh. And we know that Fleer Ultra Midnight Suns is coming as well. Okay. So they're really, you know, and given the lead time on these original art sets, I imagine some of that would have had to have been started quite some while ago. So, Well, yeah, and again, like you were joking about the the – um the the weight that we have for some mm. of these uh, mm. i have no idea like how any of that works or or when to expect any of the, any yeah. of the stuff but i do i i do know there's like stuff that has been finished a long time now and should mm. have been released and so i'm just hoping that uh you know they get everything kind of like I don't know if it's uh, supply issues. And I, I don't know. Maybe they like try to stagger the releases with so much time in between. I yeah, just got pushed back a year. But, I think uh, a year and plus. I mean, Marvel Premiere twenty twenty one hasn't come out yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, but the um, I, I think from from the conversations we've had with them, and bearing in mind we haven't actually spoken to them for six months plus now, um, the 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 gist of it we got was that there were all sorts of issues with uh supply chain mm-hmm. so the actual materials regardless of time on press that they need to actually get the sets done by mm-hmm. um because if they miss that slot then you know there'll be a massive panini set or a massive hockey set or a football set that will be on right. that press for 12 weeks and there's only a certain number of these establishments that can create the cards yeah for a high yeah. enough quality yeah. i think you were you were fortunate with 2020 that it appears that most of that had happened 
before the shutdown. Okay. I yeah, think I, remember... I think this is why your set came out pretty much unhindered. I think that it was May, end of May that I finished the last pieces. I don't know how oh, long wow. it took okay. for them to get those like finalized and and off to to printing but um Mm. i mean they turned it around pretty quick all things told uh and so it was possible because like the the different supply issues seem to all happen in unpredictable random ways yeah uh because there was like that whole i i think they're still dealing with delays from shipping like a ripple effect from when very much. All the container ships were like on the wrong mm. side of the ocean, mm. you know, and mm. uh, just like sitting empty or, or like waiting to unload and that mm. kind of thing. Mm. So who knows? But um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, it has started moving now. Uh, we've just had a, a two um, MCU related sets, the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier being the most recent one, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Division before that. Um into the Spider-Verse just before that and the flare, now Flare Arc Revengers. So it is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it, there's, there's the, I don't know if this is a phrase in America, but there's an old English phrase. You wait, you wait ages for a bus and then three come along at once. Um, <laughs> so I think it's kind of very much, very much what's happening now. Um, so hopefully they're going to still kind of allow them to stagger a little bit just to let collectors mm-hmm. draw breath a bit, because obviously the economy's taken a bit of a, uh, mm-hmm. a bit of a dive for a lot of people. Plus, mm-hmm. You know, we've had a bit of a boom and now a bit of a contraction in terms of mm-hmm. uh, what's happening with with Marvel cards. Um, how was how it? Because I know that you, when we spoke before, you said you kind of you you stay focused in the in the one thing when you're working on it, and then you move on to something else, and you stay mm-hmm. focused on that. If forgive me if I'm remembering that incorrectly, but I think that's the gist of it. I got. You've clearly been working on other things that I'm guessing haven't been Marvel. So, you know, the book that you mentioned, and I'm guessing Mm -hmm. ongoing magic work and things like that. Mm -hmm. But have you been kind of keeping, either via this podcast or just generally being in the group as a a lurker, have you been keeping an eye on on what's been happening over the past 18 months, two years? Just Uh, I I was while I was still on Facebook. And actually... um, seeing the uh the the group activities showing up in my feed was consistently pleasant <laughs> it was like <laughs> towards the the period of time where um the other conversations that were taking over uh my personal facebook experience was mm-hmm. was getting to be really stressful it was still nice to just see uh those conversations going on mm-hmm. but i do know uh of course like it's not always especially i don't know if you do admin stuff or if you have other people i, I stepped doing off that um, for you at this yeah point, there's but, a there's a team there's a team i stepped off yeah. last night. i mean obviously you couldn't be doing it all yourself but yeah. uh but doing it at all i'm sure that y'all are uh dealing with all kinds of putting out fires uh that we might only have a limited awareness of mm. and so uh yeah, it's always always a uh, group drama. I'm sure. Yeah, there's there's listen. There's always drama on the internet. There's a, there's a famous insurance company in the UK that used to have a slogan: um, "Why turn um, a drama into a crisis?" 
or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I think I might have got that slightly wrong, but the gist of it is the same. Um, and that, that's the thing. It's it becomes it becomes a it becomes a big thing because there's a certain amount of popcorn mm-hmm. uh, baits that people have with stuff like that, and they just love seeing uh, you know something mm-hmm. turn into a bit of a dumpster fire on Facebook. It becomes a bit of a sport in and of itself. Uh, people people are there ready with the memes of Michael Jackson mm. having the popcorn. Sure, watching yeah. um, but um, but no, generally it's been it's been fairly positive. No, the the one. The, it's possibly the most memorable thing and i i i've seen other people use this very soon afterwards but i'm absolutely certain that you were the first person to post the real pmgs are the friends you make along the way <laughs> so i give you credit for that because i'm pretty certain that's yours um because that brightened a particularly um uh, a stressful period for for a lot of people when you know the hobby was was going through some some changes um, right COVID well, changes that was like watching that stuff also was interesting for me because that had nothing to do with like i had to uh learn what pmgs were and mm-hmm. um and so that was very like fascinating as an observer yes um, with with truly like no um connection or stake in no skin in the game in any of it um yeah and i could really also see where there was i could see a lot of the frustration but i could also see um yeah it it, it was definitely like not always uh a real binary like right and wrong situation there was so much room for just human error in miscommunications and that kind of thing and yeah uh, yeah I mean that's that's one of the that's one of the worst um aspects I think with social media and with with remoteness just generally mm-hmm. with with people is that communication is often the one thing that can solve so many problems but it's the one thing that kind of it misses um, well, and and I can see also like you know anytime that there's uh real money involved which mm-hmm. there there definitely was in a lot of those discussions and um you know people i think there's a concern about being taken advantage of or seeing someone take advantage of someone else people feeling like that they got a a bad deal even if Mm. they maybe got exactly what they wanted but then later you know it's it's uh yeah yeah it, it definitely um I feel like it could be a very emotional uh, thing to try to it, it, manage. It got, yeah, it certainly got that way. I mean, it's 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 difficult. One of the um, interesting things I found with it is that we had this interestingly with um, when your set was released, and in the Marvel Masterpieces Collectors Group, we had a, a lot of um, Magic: The Gathering fans mm-hmm. come in um and very interesting bunch very lively bunch very different bunch to the marvel collectors as 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 you alluded to in in some ways and it's that friction when two tribes meet and try and kind of understand each other's ways a little bit it's the only thing i think of is when you know when the enterprise is going around and it goes to another planet (laughs) and they've got to understand like you know the local culture and kirk always ends up seeing 
seeing one of the the ladies of that new alien species in bed but but no i don't think anything quite that extensive happened but it was it was interesting seeing seeing where the frictions were there were a lot of there were a lot of bondings but there was also frictions and i guess you saw a similar thing with the the people who are genuinely um less about the collecting and more about the investing and and moving cards from a to b and using it as a product Mm -hmm. to to step up so you know that kind of crowd um who i think are are pretty much normal within the sports world but seeing Mm -hmm. them come into the marvel space Mm -hmm. and they've kind of moved on a bit to star wars now um was also very interesting because there was again there was that friction Mm -hmm. um and so i think I mean, with I, it's funny that um, just maybe a week ago, uh, I had dinner with a collector who's a, a magic collector, or at least that's, I, I think maybe he collects lots of things, but that's how I know yeah. him. And um, we were talking about this uh, and I just, I thought that it was interesting because like, I know a lot of those people from, from that prior, you know, and yeah. To me, it it kind of seemed like you've got these two groups of people where it was almost like two clicks and everybody knows each other in this group and everybody knows each other in this group. And then there's there's some um, some clashing when Mm. the two meet because, you know, they've already got their own internal politics and dynamics uh, sorted out or at least understood. Mm. Uh, and then when everybody comes together, it's a little bit chaotic, I guess. Because uh, mm. mm. everybody's trying to kind of like, I think also just like you mentioned, getting to um, understand that there are some just subtly, in some cases, different approaches to collecting. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things uh, that um, this collector and I were talking about was also just the idea of the, the reselling of of pieces um which i know in group you have certain policies about uh kind of like trying to i guess like draw the line between like a natural evolution of your collection versus people who are investment flipping and that kind of a thing trying to discourage that second thing um and that yeah for a group of people coming in who are not part of that 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 can be kind of like jarring and almost arbitrary seeming set of yeah. restrictions, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, and like for me as as the artist, you know, uh, when I'm selling work, when I'm setting my price and, and putting work out there or selling things at an auction or something like that, um, you know, I generally feel like the person who walks away with it, it's it's theirs to do with what they, what they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, like having that active resale market uh, is is good for everybody, mm, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, because it proves the proves the value. People feel good about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they've spent on. I mean, the you know we all collect something, and the things yeah. that the things that I collect, uh, it's good to know that if I had an emergency and I needed to raise some money that. The, the value is is there to, mm. to put that work up for sale you know uh, which is also the other thing with people selling selling art is i never question it because i don't know their their circumstances um yeah, yeah what yeah. might be behind it but uh but then you know there are like that that guy who bought like 
a whole bunch of my prelims and then was trying to sell them the same night that within you know, where it's 20 like, minutes of the transaction yeah, yeah. having gone so through. Like, yeah. I guess for everybody, there is like There's a an line extreme. that feels yeah. like, mm. well, okay, I'm not, you know, this, this feels like you're pushing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now the line, the line, the line we, we draw, and this is, um, I've kind of alluded to it before, and I think I've said it in group, but I'll say it on the podcast. The line we draw is a response to, so primarily the, these groups, I set them up being a collector. I set them up mm-hmm. as a collector group. So it's, it's never primarily a buy, sell, trade or BST mm-hmm. group. Um, investing was never really a thing in Marvel cards until very recently. Um, and we had, uh, we were very blessed, especially in MMC, which was the one that kind of took off first because just go DeVries, your mother, um, uh, Nelson, um, number of the uh, cool cats who worked on the original sets, joined pretty much on day one. And we're very supportive and, you know, in, interacting with collectors and very appreciative, I think, that the cards were still kind of, you know, loved and thought of. Um, mm-hmm. And Joe found some uh, prelims. Uh, so pencils, I guess, if you like, uh, from from his 2016 um, set, and he chose to put them on sale just in MMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what um, would be considered to be a um, this is a subjective term, but I'm going to use it a uh, fair price. You know, not you know that he was happy with receiving. Mm-hmm. And one person who who was in the group who snapped them up like snapped up a lot of them mm. and immediately was flipping them uh, yeah. for five, 10 X some cases. Yeah. Um, it, 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 that's kind of the root of that. And so we, we, we felt like I certainly felt knowing it was knowing myself with the like, main admins for, for the first two years, I guess, and mm-hmm. then we brought on other people. Um, we just felt that it was it was just a bit distasteful. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where the root of that was coming, is if someone you – know, the groups are intended to be a community, first and foremost, sure. and that's the ethos. And I've kind of – there's a point at which you can only kind of fight that fight for so long. And I was I was on point for about four years. I mean, I had a, other moderators and admins on from kind of years two onwards. But uh, there's a point at which you kind of have to step off for your well-being. So I did it for four years. So obviously, you know, the hobby's changed since then, but the ethos remains the same, that if someone's selling something to the community, uh, a fair, what what's considered to be, okay, yeah, I could make 200 quid more for this on eBay, possibly. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's original art, a lot of this stuff. And it's mainly original art we're talking about. So it's sketch cards and um, original art, be it finished piece or be it prince or prelim or whatever it is. Right. And we were kind of like, look, if someone is in the group, to get those at group friendly prices and i've got my fingers in the air for those listening um specifically to then go and flip them mm-hmm. then my perspective is that you're denying another collector a chance to own them so that that's the kind of yeah at that, at that price and, well, I, guess, and I think that's where that's where it goes where, where they're, not, we... they're not technically denying that because they are intending to sell it again they're just um uh parasitic <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, one of it's, that's one of it's, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 making it a worse experience yeah. for the. I think yeah. so, and I think um, listen, uh, and I know that there are people who 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 disagree with that. That's absolutely cool in the gang. 
uh, free world. You can have whatever opinions you want. Um, we we don't generally we can't spot if it's a printed card unless it's a really limited serial number thing that mm-hmm. someone buys it and then flips it. And to be honest with you, that's not really something that that because yeah, that happens. And I'm not really about you know I'm not so anti flipping that. I don't want people to do that. It's mm-hmm. just in the cases of sketches and original art, especially with, we had it with um, Masterpieces 2020. There was a particularly hot sketch artist that was on that mm-hmm. set um, by the name of Dave Palumbo. You might have heard of him. No, not you. Um, who was um, an, a collector had opened it. And I think it was one of the magic guys. And so they obviously didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, this artist's um, pedigree or attraction or, and they put it up for 300. Mm-hmm. Someone snapped it up straight away and had it on his eBay account at nine hundred within ten days. Yeah, do you see what I mean? That's yeah. the kind of thing that we were, we were like, and we don't. You know, no one's got time to be tracking what people sell and then what what happens on eBay. But mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't happen that often, fortunately enough. Um, but it's yeah. only really in terms of the sketches and original art that we kind of take a view on it. And it's all down to that incident with, with that happened with Joe, yeah, four years ago, um, yeah. So, uh, which, which it's know, a tough needle to thread. Like, it is a tough needle. Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely can see, um, merit on either side. Yeah. Of yeah. The, definitely. Of the argument. Definitely. And finding um, that middle ground is, um, an unenviable task. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unenviable task. It, it's, uh, and, and also I, I, I've said this before. I think it's a cultural thing to a degree as well. Mm. I, I think there's a definitely a, an American sensibility about, um, uh, in, you know, stepping up in acquisition and investment and selling and things like that. There's definitely a very commercially driven, mm-hmm. um, uh, mindset that's, that's very kind of a cultural thing, I guess. Um, and I think that's possibly, uh, slightly missing in the English genome. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess so, I couldn't speak to that, but I do think it's interesting in my experience that there are the forever collectors and there are the kind of forever seekers, you know? Mm. And um, I'm a person that when I, if there's something I like and I want to uh, own, it tends to be difficult for me to choose to let go of it. Um, And so, I mean, the, the thing that I'm probably most like actively a collector of, and I don't like being a collector of it because I don't think it's this type of thing that should be collected is, is cameras. And, Mm. um, but uh, you know, it's a tool, it's a, it's an object that's meant to serve a purpose. And so, owning more than you can use just because you like having them to look at feels uncomfortable to me on a certain level. So in that respect, I feel like I want to figure out what are the ones that I use the most and then let the others go to homes where they will see use. And then the other side of me is like, these aren't getting any younger. This one was serviced by a tech who really knows what he's doing. If I sell it, I might never find another one like it, you know? And with, with artwork, um, artwork is a slightly different type of thing being as it doesn't yeah. serve that same utility, but, uh, but it's all the more so unique in, and when you have a piece, especially if it's a piece of, that, uh, it's a character that you love, or it's yeah. just, there's something about this piece that really like stands out from this artist's work, uh, that, that feeling, 
because uh, I do have some art that I've collected over the years and I just I can't see myself letting it go unless mm. I had some kind of real falling out with the creator or something like that happened where I was yeah. like I have emotionally uh, distanced myself from this piece that I don't want it up in my house anymore yeah but then there's the other people who uh they love the chase and I know a lot of collectors like that and um they have a limited amount of space to hang things and they have a limited amount of resources to you mm. know uh god bless all the collectors who seem to have unlimited resources but most of us you know have yeah. to kind of um <laughs> work within our means and uh I think that the um, I don't I don't understand that in a personal way, but I've met enough people who who just like to kind of like always be on the mm. lookout and always be like trading pieces in and out um, that I do at least appreciate uh, for a lot of them. Like that's where it's coming from. Yeah, the yeah. the the it, it's kind of I guess like the reality of there's only so much means I have to work with um, butting up against the reality of there's so many shiny things out there in the world. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that constant. Um, I, I kind of think of it like um, uh, a lazy Susan. Mm -hmm. You turn around on a table. You've only got so much room on that. So before you put something else on, you have to take something off. Mm -hmm. yeah so um and that's kind of the way i think of it i've i've i mean you, i think we i mentioned it briefly i'm in the middle i've got i'm surrounded by customs forms and airmail stickers um because <laughs> i've just started selling a large proportion in fact over 50 percent of my black cap sketch cards i saw the uh instagram announcement yeah. that you had about this. Yeah. yeah and it's um because i decided i, I was looking at them and i was like I've got an awful lot here and I've, I've definitely chilled out in buying them, but partly because there's, there's fewer of her in sets because of the Marvel Disney mm. kind of um, censorship now. Um, and she can oh, be. Oh, is she on the, the list? Of... No, 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 no. But she's, she's a female character. She's often presented in quite a, a, a portrait yeah. kind of way. Mm. Um, and some of that stuff doesn't get past the censors anymore. Mm. Um, it's not kind of fitting with the, um, uh, brand but marvel themselves put out loads of covers of her looking remarkably voluptuous so who 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 knows um but um but yeah so the pile that i'm keeping people keep asking me i said oh, i'd love to look at it, looking at the ones that you're getting rid of you must be keeping some amazing ones so i kept 79 okay and the, uh, they're in here at the moment because i'm going to be buying some new top loaders to put them in properly mm -hmm. just to, so that i can start displaying them a bit more and, and just have them um and I, I went for 79 of them because she came out in, she first appearance in July 1979. So it kind of feels appropriate to trim my collection of over 200 of them down to 79 I on mean, official stocks. One, but, one could make the argument that you could collect 1979 of them. Well, I don't think that, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'd be amazed if that many exist. <laughs> um uh you know and like i said people keep saying you know what are the ones that you what are the ones are you keeping i said well I'll, I'll show them soon and some of them i've shown but yeah I, I, i'm just kind of looking at it now and all of them have come some kind of personal i don't know they, they kind of just speak to you a little bit so they, they, they're much more difficult to let go mm -hmm. um so um 
I mean, the, the my my ground zero is this one, which I've shown on on Google. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's stunning. Just the just the, the the way that the eyes are captured, and it's just a it's just beautiful. And there's yeah. Yeah. Really nice. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. There's some really nice cross hatching on her face and just on the way he's done it. You can't really. Oh no! It doesn't mean, really from, pick up on the ca- camera. No, like beautiful. to me, it, it looks almost. Uh, it it looks so smooth. I can't. It's tell. it's lovely. It's lovely. What is the um, medium? Um, it's it's got to be marker. It's, okay. it's, yeah, it's definitely marker. But he's used some very fine ones on the face just to get the coloring and the, the palette. Um, a South American artist called Oak. Who mm-hmm. I've never experienced on. I think he's been on a few sets, but this is this is fifteen years ago. I like that the the logo is almost like a necklace. Also, yes, yes, yeah. they've done that very well. And there's very there's cool. some others. You know, there was a, there was an artist who used to work for Marvel called Dave Simons, who passed away not long after this set came out. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm lucky enough to own one of his cards. So, um, and it's just yeah. beautiful because it's it's very much that late seventies, early eighties style. Very. You know, because she's, as you you know from your work, she's evolved a lot over the years. So it also, man, it it always gets to me seeing like a head to toe original that within small. that frame as well. Yeah. He's within the frame. He's not even yeah. used the whole card. Yeah, that's really something. Um, this guy, Dave Simons, I strongly recommend folk go and check out some of his other work because he did he did some marvelous interior work for Marvel. Um, anyway, I just I just want to show you those two because people keep asking, you know, what what are the ones, and it's like, well, you know, I will. <laughs> there's a whole load of content in here, seventy nine of them, in fact, um, plus the um, uh, a few PSCs and a few cards that were gifted to me that I can never part with. Um, uh, now, this is again one of these things that um, I know you said to me on on text, and I'm not going to put you on the spot too much. Mm-hmm. And this is something where you might have to just nod or shake your head. So yes or no answers are fine. You know who the next artist is on Marvel Masterpieces, don't you, Dave? Yes. Okay. And you cannot tell me this, can you, Dave? I don't think so. No, no. I mean, I'm assuming that it's still... (laughs) It's not been released. It's not been released. I I am now messing with you. Do do Um, you know? I I do not know. Uh, And I know our listeners are jonesing for it. I think after the... After the... And this is... No one's fault. It's just the way that the internet is, and people went on a gone a bit mm-hmm. of a bit of a um, uh, detective hunt. Um, people kind of managed to find out it was you before it was officially announced. Um, but they've been very c- careful with this one. I am surprised that because, uh, like you say, like people are real good at cracking the. Um, like I think it might have. I don't know if it was a magic collector that figured me out. Um, I don't know how anybody could have looked at my signature and, mm. and figured it out unless they recognized it from something else. Uh, yeah. Which probably would have been a magic card. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's always amazed me with the way that people are able to put the, the slightest of clues yeah. together. Uh, and yeah. so with this one, obviously, like we still don't know when that set's coming out and it's no. frustrating to be waiting to see it. <laughs> so, well, it's frustrating uh, for us to be waiting to see it, but, yeah. uh, but what have you seen any of the artwork? I have. And will it blow our minds? I I'm excited. Like I didn't really get to see it in, in great detail and I'm excited to get to, 
see it better. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop asking yeah. you questions now because I'm sure you're probably <laughs> squirming in your seat there. Um, listen, we know we know Joe has seen some of the pieces as well um, mm-hmm. because he told us as much. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, whoever whoever the lucky person or persons is. Um, who's been having that gig, I'm sure it would be worth waiting for. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, I knew um, knowing who the artist was, that it was going to be exciting mm. to see the pieces. And uh, and then the, those that I saw, I think I was like, this is even above wow. my expectation. So definitely looking forward to it. Mm. And I'm, I'm really excited just to see the reactions to them when they come out, because I know they're going to be... I, I, there's, there's going to be there's going to be so much excitement about it. I'm um I'm of the mind with masterpieces. I, I'm not in a uh, all good things to those who wait is my mm-hmm. kind of ethos with it. And I know people are jonesing, and the amount of content I see is like, where will it where will it be when will it be? You know, let's have another roundtable discussion over it. It's, it's great. It's fine. Um, and to 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 a degree, I guess we're doing that here. But it it will when it when it comes, it will come. And mm-hmm. I'm more than happy if it takes a bit longer, if that if that means it's a more finished physical product because of the printing, or if it means that they can get the sketch cards together. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they still do one per box, I don't know. Um, who knows? Because they've been really trimming back on the sketch card content. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's really um I think masterpieces and well, premiere is primarily a sketch based product anyway. Mm-hmm. So when you buy that's like one for pack, right? And no, it's more. It's more. Um, so basically, a pack and a box are the same thing, right? So you get, uh, and someone's going to write in or comment that I've got this wrong. I'm going to say five or six cards per pack, box, pack, box, box, pack. Same thing. Um, and it's about for what three hundred, three hundred fifty bucks. I think it was running on the 2019 set. Yeah. Um, and in there you get. Uh, a base card so there's a printed base card and that's all digital art they they were using some south american artists and they're all numbered as well um you get an insert and then i think you get free sketches okay at least three sketches um and with premiere of course it's not just the individual um sketches it's the um multi-panel sketches as well how large is the base set with premiere base set's only about 50 cards Okay, because I was going to say, so, if you only get one card, that's got to be yeah, a tough set to collect. Uh, it is, it is. <laughs> um, and, but they have numbered parallels of them. But there's there's quite there's quite a chunk of product out there, so people do mm-hmm. buy multiples. So you get these different, like this is a, this is a double panel mm-hmm. from Premier 2017. Yeah, I've seen. So that's um, all one piece, though. Yeah, it is a one piece. I don't. I think the later ones have something going on here where that that gap isn't there uh-huh. for the hinging. Um, and the artist can choose to do different things. This is a Chris Foreman piece that is for sale on Facebook right now, folks. Um, so, um, but some of them do different things with it. Um, let me just put this back in here. There are bugger to store these ones. Uh, this is another one that I'm parting with, although it is stunning, which is effectively she's used each panel as an individual sketch card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on the back, she's done one. Oh, wow. It's. That's beautifully done. Yeah. Beautifully done. I'm actually looking at this now and slightly regretting it because that, that piece is amazing. Yeah. Uh, lovely headshot. Um, but 
nevertheless also for sale on facebook um but the i've i've only got one they do these oversized ones dave um that are three and four panels and then they do uh sorry the oversized ones are five by seven so they're mm-hmm. bigger but then they do three and four panel ones so this is my only four panel piece that i acquired last year from a collector and it's from premiere 2019 and it is so difficult to store that it's in kind of a made-up thing but it gives them yeah and th- these this is 29 2017 but it doesn't have that gap on the hinges so is that also come folded up in the pack? Um, no, is- these these I believe they put because when you say pack, it's actually a tin. It's a okay. metal tin, okay. and you open it, and they'll be they'll be if the, if there's an oversized piece, it'll be on top. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so so they they do that in a uh, this is this is stunning piece. Yeah. Oh wow. I like the one on the back. Even yeah, I really I really like that one on the back. I love the yeah. I love the webbing and the um the way yeah. that I've done that. Very um, cool, but you know, as a character, you can see, you know, the Marvel sensors may not have allowed this one through <laughs> on the new set. So, I think with Premiere, one of the challenges, and I'm speculating here, I don't know this. I, based on what they have told me, um, I think that there are challenges with not only with the artwork actually coming in because they use a talent pool globally and there's there's mm-hmm. challenges with getting stuff from a to b and and things but also um when stuff comes back if they have a certain amount rejected by marvel by the license uh license or licensee can't remember who's yeah anyway um they will but often then been, have to recommission new product to fill that it's been it's quite a, a sketch heavy set long time mm. so even if they had to recommission a bunch yeah So who knows what's happening with that one? And then Masterpieces has always been one sketch per box. Um, Mm. So one of the 36 cards in there will be a a, a sketch. Whether they do that or not now, I don't know. But certainly for this set and the last one division set, I think in a case of 12 boxes, you had maybe three sketches. Okay. So they're really, really like, stepping back from that as yeah, a main kind of insert yeah, yeah um which will be interesting um here's a question for you and i know that i know that am i remembering this correctly that you found the sketch cards were necessarily not your favorite medium and size to work in uh i think that the size is very limiting for me um My approach to doing them was that uh, I wanted to work in a medium that I feel comfortable in. And Mm. I've always, ever since I um, started painting, I realized like, oh, this is much more uh, agreeable to me than, uh, you know, I mean, of course, I was really into drawing up until I started painting. And then I started painting and I was like, oh, this is even better, you know, and so... (laughs) So I don't, I don't draw so much uh, just for its own sake. Like most of the drawing I do is in service of working out compositions and, um, yeah. and uh, preparing to do uh, full-size painting. Um, and so when I'm doing the sketch cards, I'm doing a lot of the same kind of prep work for a piece like that big, you know, as I would for a, a full 
commission painting. And um, it's, I think, uh, honestly, like, I think the, the biggest um, obstacle for me with the sketch cards, though, is because there is this whole like collecting subculture around it and it feels different from most of the other originals mm. that i that i sell and uh the the way that it ties in like uh being on official stock for one of the sets and everything um i think that i just have a certain hesitancy about uh making uninformed decisions um you know we've we've already talked about like people putting things up for what feels like a fair price and then somebody else who knows is like well that's actually uh you know way under market and so that really kind of encourages that um mm -hmm. tendency in people to take an opportunity i mean i could see one collector would be like this is an amazing uh, find and now I've got a piece that I'm never yeah. going to let go of a lot of people uh, you know see it more as kind of like an opportunity to use that as a step to get something else that they're chasing after of course kind of yeah and I get all that but it also kind of like stresses me out <laughs> trying to <laughs> uh, navigate it and um, and it's also a little bit weird like when the pricing for something is is uh influenced in a in a way like that that makes it very far removed from other work yeah so um you know if if i normally have certain price ranges for different sizes of pieces that i expect but the sketch cards exist in their own completely separate universe yeah um, it's just all very strange to me and so in a lot of ways it makes it like well it's easier for me to just not think about yeah that. yeah <laughs> and, you know, yeah. uh, people have asked about, um, uh, like, I think I still haven't done anything on the Black Diamond proofs that I have. I don't, when did Black Diamond come out? Like, uh, at least 20, a year ago. 21. 21, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and there were a couple of people who were very persistently, like, messaging me about doing commissions on them. And I just, I truly was just like, I've got other things I need to be doing right now and it's just me here like i don't have anyone else like um you know running anything and so it it really honestly just came down to like i feel uncomfortable feeling like i have to make a decision on the spot yeah. so i'm just gonna say like i'm not doing it right now and then that makes it so much easier to just mm. um continue like kicking the decision down the road yeah and uh and and so i actually i did um Recently, I don't know if you saw, there were a couple of Masterpieces APs turn up on eBay. Oh, okay. Were, that were ones that I had put up um, because I was just like, this is stressing me the fuck out, trying to think of like, uh, what's the fair way to do this? Like, I have not kept track of people who have asked to commission pieces. So I don't have like uh, an organized, like mm. this is the order of inquiries as they were received or anything. So I was like, well, I'm just going to like, whenever I've got time to do one, uh, put one out this way for right now until I think of something better. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, fair enough. It's, 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 it can be 
very stressful just pricing them up from a collector's point of view let yeah. alone from from you know it, it it's it's weird that that kind of contrast um we we mentioned freddie and, and yes um he's got a new his mm-hmm. second volume i guess of unbound which mm-hmm. is their weekly set yeah, yeah. Their weekly mm-hmm. living set i guess um is in full swing. I think we're 13 weeks into it now. And uh, some of the pieces are just phenomenal <laughs> coming down the pipe. Um, and and Fred and Ian, because they are, now we know they're two people. <laughs> For the longest time, we didn't know this. Um, they're, they're just a joy. Um, Wait, you're, you're making a joke, right? No, they are two. You, you know they're two. Hang on. I don't know that. No, they're two people, Fred and Ian. If you look at the signature, they're signed in different ways. Fred. Really? A, yeah, they're in different text. Sometimes Fred, I feel Fred like Roy you're very good at, at, yeah, at no, a no. deadpan joke. And I'm no, 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 no. It's true. It blew my mind. It was about a year and change ago that I found out. Um, and uh, they're, But they're two of them, um, and they work together. And I'm not sure who does what, but okay. um, Fred Roy is is the guy that I think we see. I, I, don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever seen an image of Ian. I don't know what he looks like, okay. and I'm not sure who does what aspect of, of it, but they they do it together basically. That you know, mm-hmm. the team, um, unless it turns out it's been the world's biggest practical joke by the artist, in which case, haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, or oh, oh, as they say in French, but um, that was that was that was terrible. That was terrible. Anyway, um, one of the things I find fascinating is that for the first year of unbound there was a there was a um, this drove people nuts to the point at which there are some quarters that say it broke the hobby a little bit and it did it really upset a lot of people um there was an achievement it's not, not, nothing to do with the artist of course um mm-hmm. but um there was an achievement where if you collected i think if you got all of the autograph cards from every weekly release and there are only 50 of them per week mm-hmm. you got an oversized so a five by seven Freddie and sketch. So mm-hmm. his sketches were kept as achievements. Or their sketches Originals. were kept as the, achievements. The, yeah, 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 yeah. But on um, uh, proper set stock. Yeah, um, okay. This time around, there are there's one per week that's randomly inserted into the packs of that week's character. Okay. Which is a much much better way of doing it. But you, you see, last year, all the people with really deep pockets on on sure epac could could kind of go after it and kind of save up. Anyway. Those plus some of the oversized pieces he's done for Premiere, you can spend more on those than commissioning Fred and Ian to do an original piece. Yeah, which is the yeah. absolute crazy thing. No, I mean, and that's that's where, and I understand it. I really do mm. get the difference between like a piece from Joe Jusco of your favorite character versus a Joe Jusco Marvel masterpieces original is. They're, they're uh, both would be amazing things to hang on your wall, to, mm. to have in your collection. But I fully understand that one of them having that connection to this larger story um, makes it different. You know, yeah. I get that. And when, and so that's what, um, and I feel like some of, uh, when we were talking earlier about uh the nature of collecting and flipping and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, like me feeling um, anxiety about what to do with my very limited number of APs uh, 
I don't know if it like in some way like contradicts some of my general opinions I was saying earlier, but I, I think it is like that that like back and forth for me of seeing like both sides of of mm. the equation, you know, and mm. uh, you know that that feeling of um, uh, just feeling, I guess, maybe like in the stuff that I've done for magic there were some things that I let go very casually that I realized was um, maybe just like I, I should have been a little more kind of like thoughtful about it. And, uh, and you know, that, that can like sting when you think back about it. And so mm -hmm. it makes you naturally, I think a little more kind of hesitant the next time yeah. something comes around like that um but you know as far as just doing sketch cards uh i do enjoy doing them um and i have um some folks in the group that made the the uh unofficial stock the official unofficial stock for uh mccw I oh yes uh jay Warner. yeah yeah uh okay. andre was good enough to um hook me up with some of those oh cool and again like i i've got them and i'm like i want to make these available uh but that means that at some point i have to sit down and engage with this and so yeah. i i have like i suppose like talking about this now is me kind of like the the, the side of my mind that's like hey you should um you should sit down and do that is is me like okay i i really ought to um figure out like what's a way to um and those because they're not like uh official upper deck stock makes it also feel a little bit more like this is just a fun thing we're all doing yeah. um and it doesn't have to feel so like high pressure i guess as yeah. as those others do um yeah so i need to figure that out but uh but yeah like i think that that would also be a fun way for the people who have like wanted to get a commission and i'm mm. like a little nervous about um doing that at this point with the the like very limited number of cards that i have left yeah but, yeah, yeah but to do like you know like well, well you know if you'd be interested in a uh mccw stock commission or something like that which they may not be like maybe that's yeah, it's not what they collect. I think I, I think there'll be people who are interested in that. I have, I have two of them. Um, one from Michael Munshaw, mm -hmm. otherwise known as the Great Munshaw, who did oh, this yes. for me. Nice, is a rather yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, I, I there's, there's there's not enough good black and white and ink stuff around because <laughs> everything's got to be full color these days. Uh, it makes me hearken for the days when you could, when you could do it. Um, and the other one by uh, Ron Lim. Oh, okay. Also a black and white. Nice. That's a pencil? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really nice. And yeah, so I, I own a piece by Ron Lim. So um, this, this doesn't count in the 79 because the 79 is for official <laughs> set stock. But see, there um, you go. So, I mean, that's uh, you know, the, it, there, there is that distinction yeah. of um, it's technically not part of the collection. It's It's like a an interesting side road yeah you know? it's part of the collection just not part of the 79 
the 79 yeah. <laughs> is the and then the apostrophe and then 79 um but um did you so um did, uh, because i know that um when simone did 2018 he was contractually i think he had to do some sketch cards for another yeah. set i think that was premiere Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Peach Momoka had the same thing because some mm-hmm. of her sketches appeared in, I want to say, Marvel Annual. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Marvel Annual. Um, I might be wrong on that. Um, so you was yours Black Diamond then? Or was there any other? There's there's others that are waiting for release. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, I actually, I haven't looked at, I, I kept scans of everything um, and I haven't looked at them in a while, but I remember feeling like when I did those, I was like, okay, I think I'm starting to get the hang of these now. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I feel like there's some good ones in there. And I'm like, I hope that those at some point get out into the world because I guess they're yeah. just sitting in a file somewhere. Fingers right crossed. They'll be, they'll, be, they'll be somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so much product that's that's either been announced but not seen for a while, or that's been rumored. Well, not officially announced, but the sketch card stock has been seen. Mm-hmm. There's probably about half a dozen sets that we know are coming because the sketch card stock invariably makes its way onto people's sure. Instagram feeds, um, and because um, you know artists got to eat, you know. <laughs> They need to, they need to get those APs done, um, and I get it. So, um, so that invariably makes its way out there, which is why we know about the new flare set. But um, I'm hoping Travis, Travis, calling Travis from Upper Deck, come on the show and tell us what's going on. Tell us officially what's going on. Um, I, I do you want? You might not be in a position to talk about the thing that we talked about over Messenger. Messenger. I have a couple here, so yeah, we can talk. Do you about want to it. talk about that, and yeah, then yeah. and then we'll wrap up? Because um, so what 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 are we about to talk about? Because I never know what to call them, even though I have one. So um, you can show the one you have. I I've got uh, it right here because I wasn't sure if we were going there because we did. We, I meant oh, to wait, ask you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up that case that you've got. Okay, hang on one second. I okay, have to get something. All right. <laughs> Who knows what he's going to come back with? Who knows? Let's have a look. The reason is because the one, the the, the place that I've been keeping mine is in this case. <laughs> is it is it Leets or Lights? Is that how you pronounce it? No, no. this is probably a much lower quality. Uh, this is this was like a CD storage case that I had yeah. from no, way back. That's that's what this is. It was made by them, but it, because I know they normally do like photography and um, slides okay. and negative stuff, but it's actually it comes with um, uh, rings and it holds yeah. um, CD wallets. So yeah, this, it's, this yeah. is this yeah. is just really funny to me that we're using um, identical. So yeah, uh... so on on the top, I have um, the the very kind letter you wrote me with the piece. So let me just um, let me just put that over there, and I can get this down. But yeah, no, I've got my my entire. My sketches were in one, and then these are all the printed cards. Um, but I'm so many printed cards nowadays, I'm going to be spreading those over two of those. Cards. In fact, I actually acquired another one. This is my fifth, but weirdly, it's it's different and it's bigger than the others, but it's the same kind of vibe. Yeah. And this is very sturdy. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so what have we here? Let me just get, get it out of its... Um, very careful protective 
I can't. So this is this is like going to be great dead air for people. Um, Especially the audio only. In, yeah, the audio only, audio only <laughs> people. Um, it reminds me of the um, on on BBC TV. <laughs> there's an old joke because television was black and white for the longest time, and so for when they were showing the snooker, um, one of the commentators is 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 renowned to have said, and I'm not sure if this is an urban legend. Because for those watching in black and white, the green is the dark grey to the left of the light grey. <laughs> um, right. So I'm going to put a piece of paper behind this just so people can see it. So, what am I holding up here, Dave? How would you describe this beautiful? So- um, I would describe this as like what what I call them is transfers, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it's a piece of the preliminary art process. Um, so everybody, I think, is probably familiar with the uh, the preliminaries, which are the the red and black and white yep. five by seven paintings. Um, in the process of creating those. Uh, preliminaries I'm I start with sketchbook page thumbnails where mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like working out uh, the rough idea and then I start kind of gathering uh, photographing reference gathering reference putting things together tightening things up and that becomes um, that's what I've got some here too Gibbs yeah I'm just gonna Gibbs. hold them up side by side so that folks can see and so that's, that's why it's that's why you've, you're holding one of them upside down. Sorry, I just realized that because it's written on the back. I was too busy trying to make sure it was in frame. But so you're, yeah, yeah. And you can see that the one is backwards. Uh, the, mm. the line art is backwards. And that's because um, once I have everything uh, basically figured out and I'm ready to do this uh, preliminary painting, I do this this line art on tracing paper uh in reverse so that gotcha. when it's flipped you just take a, a very hard pencil on the back of it and rub and it'll imprint uh line art onto the prepared painting surface mm. which is what you're holding in your other hand there and so then i'll um seal that with acrylic and paint on top of it so the transfer is really kind of like the first stage of uh, creating that final composition. Mm, and then mm. when I when I send those uh, prelims into Upper Deck, uh, that's what they generally were signing off on to gotcha. uh, to go ahead to to final. And most of them are extremely close to mm. the finished piece. There's a couple I can think of where there's something different that didn't require a new sketch like uh the black widow uh was it campus black widow where she's like leaning up against a window Mm. and in the in the um transfer and i assume i suppose also in the painted sketch she's holding a pistol and they're like we'd like to have her just like using her wrist um whatever that thing is on her wrist that's got like all the yeah. explosives and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like the pistol was removed for the final painting. But uh but yeah, so anyway, uh it's it's like a just kind of a part of the process that I use mm. for um cleaning everything up, breaking it down into really kind of like the structural blueprint for what the um 
full tonal piece is gonna mm. come out of. Um, so yeah, normally uh, I don't hold on to every scrap of, of uh, paper that I use uh, when I'm working, but with the Marvel set, I really wanted to kind of like keep as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And so I did, um, I did hold on to these, uh, and I, and then I just kind of like, didn't know what to do with them. Just kind of, so, uh, and I sent that, I think as a Christmas gift. Thank you. It was beautiful. Yes. Thank you. It was Christmas, uh, 21. Yeah. Um, thank you. and, um, most of the rest of these, I think there's one or two others that I gifted to people, but, um, most of the rest of these, I just kept in my identical box to, <laughs> to yours there. That's bonkers. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then, uh, just recently I was, um, I think I was just in the car, you know, where your thoughts all kind of like click into place sometimes just like driving, listening to music and cross my mind that I'm like, those are just sitting in that box. I should figure out because we talked about this. I think that it might have been maybe it was just Norin that I talked to about it. I can't remember if we talked about this, but I think we we I think we kind of did it post recording. We had a quick okay. chat about it, um, and I was definitely. like, "Yeah, I've got these. Um, I'd like to, you know, the reason I kept them is because I think people would want them, and I'd like mm. to um, put them out there for for people, uh, but." I don't know how to do that without it becoming like an overwhelming uh, organizational task sure. to, to keep track of 130 odd um, individual pieces going to specific people, specific characters and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And just dealing with all of the packing and shipping and all that kind of stuff too. It was just something where I was like, I don't know if I have time for this right now, but um, I'm going to come back to it. So I was, I was just driving and it occurred to me like such a obvious thing that uh, why not do it like a blind box, which I think would be really fun. Um, and just figure out like if I'm, if I'm not solving the problem individually each time, but just looking at like, I've got this number of these things, yeah. what do I need to do? Uh, so I started, uh, sourcing the different components that I needed to do this. And, uh, so I got these, um, a bunch of these, uh, the rigid sleeves that are oh, large yes. enough yes. to, to fit. Please, yeah. And then, um, I wanted to have some kind of, uh, a document to go with each one. Uh, and so I had a bunch of these, um, kind of like little certificates made. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That, that basically explain uh, what what I have already explained here, like basically like what this is, um, a very brief description of how it uh, is kind of like an integral step to the process of, mm. of developing mm. each piece. And then, you know, uh, which, which character it's for and, and the signature. And then... Yeah, so I've just, I haven't finished yet, but I've been um, just kind of like going through and sleeving all of these. And, uh, Beautiful. You know, just... People will be pausing at this point on the video, I can guarantee <laughs> it. Yeah, so, and, and they're all basically like 
you know, they're all the same um, piece that you're used to seeing, except mm. backwards. Um, and uh, because of the fact that they were just a um, kind of like a production step, you know, they're they're not all uniform. Some of them have uh, little paint speckles on them. Some of them have like slight, you know, creasing mm. or um they're they're all like slightly different shapes from each other yeah because it's uh, been manually cut hasn't it yeah and yeah and they weren't all from the same even like sizes of pads of paper sure. um it's just whatever i happened to pick up from the store you know uh as i was going and i needed more paper i would go mm. and i might get a different size you know but um but yeah uh it just seemed to me all of a sudden like this is the way to do this mm. and um put it out to the group to say you know if if uh, folks are interested in in these um i'm not gonna have them available like uh as a typical store where you like click on the character you want or anything i'm gonna just finish packing these all up the way that um, the way I've got this stack right here, finish sleeving and uh, filling out the papers for all of them, box them all up, and then um, when they go out, it'll be completely randomized. You know, just uh, so it'll be kind of like a big uh, single card pack, I guess is is what it great felt like in my head. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, no, that's a smart idea. It's a smart idea. It's worth saying um, to folk that these are, that they're also because they're, they're, they're kind of tracing paper, aren't they? So they're, they're very yeah. thin. Um, so the way I, I I have mine is that I have a piece of white paper behind it because it's um, just to, brings out the definition a little bit. Um, on yeah, it. Um, like this is, this is basically what the paper yeah. is like on its own. Yeah. And, um, you know, having... Yeah, having something behind, so mm. the certificate behind it, um, the way that I'm mm. sleeving them makes it very easy to see the image. But if somebody were to want to like uh, display both at the same time, yeah, just like putting it on like a white yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, they are lovely. Um, and would it be worth, um, I'm just going to give you the opportunity to say this now. I don't know if this is true or not, but would I be correct in assuming that you don't want people to start messaging you for specific characters? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I would rather people don't uh, because it would just be uh, non-productive for everyone. Like, I'm, I'm very set on. I'm not. Um, I'm not pulling anything. I'm not holding anything back. If it's been gifted to someone already, then that piece is already out of the mix. But otherwise, it's just mm. all the pieces I have. I'm also. I'm not going to include ones that were. Um, unused so like there were like like icarus and shang chi there mm. are a couple like that i i just and and purely for the reason that i feel like uh since it is a blind box if somebody were to get a character that wasn't part of the official set they might uh be less than happy with that that's absolutely fair yeah um, that's fair enough yeah, yeah but uh but yeah i think um the the whole to me like the whole well for one thing it's it's part of what makes it like feasible for me to to do this without having to uh take a couple of weeks off from um <laughs> from other work that i have from to the paying work yeah yeah i mean yeah. i know it's it's gonna it's 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 already um taking time to 
to do it. Uh, and it's not like I, but, you know, I'm just trying to kind of like keep it within the realistic scope of how much time yeah. I, I will be able to like set aside to, to deal with this. Yeah. Um, and, and also just, I think the, uh, the blind box, uh, concept, I feel like, um, suits the community that you've built. Uh, mm. I know that there is a lot of, uh, active actual trading going on between people and, um, I hope that that'll be, because I know, like, I, I will say, like, when I have been going through and sleeving these and I come across a piece that it's like, oh, I actually know the person who is, like, a, a, a real serious collector for this character. And it does, like, in some ways feel to me like, it's, I, I really hope that this ends up in, that person's hands yeah. ultimately yeah but it also kind of breaks the concept for me to yeah um, to, to go and do anything like that it's similar to the uh the prelims because that mm -hmm. was completely random you know mm -hmm. if you were lucky enough to get one of those redemption cards and yeah. send it into upper deck you didn't know what you were going to get back yeah you know? yeah um, yeah it could be could be wolverine could be wizard uh, yeah aka you um but <laughs> It just makes me smile every time I see that one. Um, this is brilliant. Do you, um, uh, not, I don't want to add any pressure because I know this is taking a lot of time for you to get off the ground. Um, do you have any concept of when you might be looking to put that live? I'm actually pretty close. So I don't know what's your lead. Like when, when will this probably be going? This up? episode will drop this Thursday. So it's only going to be 2nd of March. So we're four days away from when we record. Okay, that's pretty soon. But I think yeah. that um, <laughs> I think that shortly after that, I'm uh, expecting maybe sometime the following week, okay. I will have everything in place to be able to to open that up. Um, at this point, like I've got all of my packing material uh, delivered. I've got. Um, yeah, I think basically all I have to do is build an interface uh, for for uh, people to order through. And I have to figure out a few things like I still haven't. Uh, I want this to be open to international shipping also, but I haven't figured out um, what's the best way to sure. do that. Uh, so so there's a couple uh, details that I still haven't quite worked out. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely um uh i feel like getting like getting these uh the the little certificates and, and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. were the things that i was um taking more time with and yeah. now that that's all finished i think that the rest of this is just a matter of um getting in the you know uh mostly the web design stuff sure which I mean, it's brilliant. I, I, can I just say, you know, on behalf of everyone, thank you for making those available. Oh, people I mean, will love having, I mean, uh, this is cherished. This is absolutely cherished. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, uh, people will definitely be, you know, moving these between collectors and uh, hopefully, you know, people will make it possible for, for character collectors who have the other pieces to be able to, to get them. Yeah, not to make anybody's rainbow harder or anything mm. <laughs> but uh yeah i think um another thing that to me it's like 
I mentioned that I don't normally save something like this from my process. Um, you know, most of my sketches I, uh, I keep, but I don't really like make them publicly available or anything. Yeah. Um, but I do know that this is, uh, a, a story and a property that people have a lot of ties to. And some of it has been, especially anything original has been very difficult to, uh, for anyone to, to have. Um, mm -hmm. so even if maybe you're, you're not, uh, sure, like what character you're going to get, uh, and that sort of thing, I think like having, um, a lower price, like, you know, accessible yeah. piece of the actual, like, I think of the printing plates as yes. a similarly, like to me, there's something really cool about, um, having as part of a collection, something that was, that is part of the story of making mm. that thing, you know, and, uh, oftentimes those can be, uh, impossible to get. And so, uh, it's always, I think like fun to have some, some, some connection, some thread in there yeah. that, that, uh, that, uh, is part of that actual like production story. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I like um, collecting the um, costume relics from MCU movies. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's DNA. something that I never quite got into. I had an interest in for a long time uh, movie props. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, I didn't really, this was at a time when it wasn't as easy to source things online. Uh, and if I were to go back to that now, I'm sure there's a lot more resources, but at mm. that time it was like, um, you had to like call up certain shops in Hollywood and see what they had, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but it is, but exactly the same thing. Like I've always had a fascination with, uh, yeah, like a screen used prop or something like that. Yeah. Just be like, this is, this is a piece of the real thing, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just. I mean, I, I don't want to tell the story again of how I've got a piece of the, <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a card with a piece of the plane from the pilot of Lost embedded <laughs> in the card. It's like, what's yeah. that all about? You know, but the, but the Rittenhouse did them really well with the James Bond sets. You know, there's a, there's a card I have with a piece of the poker chip from Casino Royale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. You know, it's just such an iconic, um, um, uh, opportunity for people to own something. Mm -hmm. From, from the production of that. To have just, that. I mean, that's so to much have value. That connection. Yeah. Mm, it's a, it's, yeah. It's, if you think of something like that as an artifact in the, yeah. in the creation of this piece Absolutely. of culture, which yeah. is, which is why these, I think will, will very much sit very nicely in some um, collections for people. Um, it's beautiful. See you later. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Um, and wrap up but this is I, I could i could go another two hours quite happily but i'm sure you've got things to do and i need to cook dinner for my family uh soon um because it is uh just cast 4 p.m in the uk as we, as we record um uh, thanks for coming on dave <laughs> thank you I, I i love i love talking to you it's um it's it's so cool um I, I, i've got for a whole episode without asking you uh how how, how your mum and boris are how are they Oh, they're doing good. Um, so I'm actually, I know we're uh, both need to be getting on with our days here, but uh, so I moved um, end of last year to a new 
my wife and I moved uh, to a new house, which is much closer to my folks now. So oh, cool. um, yeah, we're just like previously, uh, we were like an hour and a half away. Now it's closer to 30 minutes. And oh, so, cool. so it's nice. We get to um, get to see each other a lot more often. And when we do, it's a lot more kind of like, uh, you know, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, out your way to get some things from the store. Do you want to get lunch and that kind of thing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which cool. we just did the other day. Uh, so yeah, um, that's great. It's they're they're both doing really well. My mom has been. I I certainly won't talk about anything that she's working on right now, but she's no, got no, a new no. project that she is extremely uh, excited and enthusiastic about. And so oh, cool. it's fun to see that. Um, so yeah, it's it's just nice being being closer uh to to where they're at you know something that we've i think been meaning to do for a while and now we finally yeah good good well give give them give them my best when you when you next see them please um and i i would i be right in saying that we should caveat that by saying that unless of course it's true that the project that your mother is working on isn't the next Marvel masterpiece? I, I will say, uh, sorry, there's a, a fly buzzing all around me. Uh, <laughs> I will say without hesitation that my mom has not been involved in anything. No, no, no. I just, I know what yeah. will happen is people will go, oh, an hour ago, he was saying that he knows who, who the artist it would in be, brackets S is. It, it would be a logical yeah. conclusion yeah. to draw. Yes, uh, it would be. I, I, I know what these scamps are like and someone yeah, no. someone or someone will no 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 but she's she's um she's been prioritizing personal projects and, no, that's um, cool so she's working on something that is um uh as of right now just her own thing and i think cool. those are the things that people tend to get the most excited about you know when uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've had something that you've been wanting to do for a long time and then it's um finally starts to take shape you know good so, all right well i can't wait to see it when it's when it's ready to be released into the world um and and dave thank you um i i can't wait to see how the transfers feed out into the world i'm sure that's going to be fascinating yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to have um <clears throat> we'll we'll talk offline um yeah because i do want to coordinate with you to um make a announcement of some kind in the yeah probably we'll work it out mccw yeah group. i think so. so yeah more eyes on that definitely um but yeah well um we'll, we'll work that out and um yeah have, have a great day thank you very much for for today and yeah thanks for having me on i was I, uh I, I when i heard that you were hosting solo and uh, as I think, like, the first thing I said was, let me know if you ever need a guest. Yeah, host. and I was like, okay, yeah, brilliant. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, I just, I, you know what I like? I, I, I like, listen, it's just a different energy. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just, I I, I had such, i tell you where it clicked. I had a conversation that's the episode just gone with Greg from the Rebel Base Card podcast, and it literally was. I forgot we were recording. We were just having a conversation. Yeah. And that's Those are the, the best. best. That's the yeah. best episode, you know. Um, yeah. 
So, um, I mean, I instantly put it up on YouTube, and I think because of the guest and because it had Star Wars stuff in the thing, I got a down vote on the likes. It's like, come on, have a listen to it at first, at least, you know, before you even... That's not where uh, I thought that was going to go. Okay. Yeah, no, social media, you know, they're, yeah. they're ju judgy before they've uh, they've consumed the content. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, uh, we uh, let's do this again, definitely. Um, For sure. And um, I'm hoping... Um, <clears throat> To be able to make it to your part of the states in the next few years so i'm definitely going to be looking forward to taking you out for that lunch and lastly before we go did you realize that there's a retired bodybuilder with your name yeah uh i i haven't <laughs> in a while uh i used to get email uh okay. i think our email addresses are also very similar oh wow okay i'm david dv palumbo and he's david dave palumbo yeah and uh yeah and so every once in a while i would get somebody write to me asking uh you know, they're like, I'm really having a hard time, uh, you know, with with this or that, like some very like personal medical details sometimes of Ooh, how it okay. relates to their like workout routines. And I'm always Me. awkwardly like, sorry, uh, wrong, <laughs> thing wrong is, email You could have probably asked your mum or Boris because they both they might probably know a bit about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. You don't want to uh, be bothering with that. Yeah. I think these guys are like on another level also. They like, are. The, the training. But um yeah uh we've never met uh but we have i think we're facebook friends i i uh, saw the photo <laughs> i saw the photo and it was like i didn't expect to see that because it was an incredibly veiny man like grimacing um it's the top result on google and i was like yeah okay, i need to add the word artist to this google search and sure enough there you were so. <laughs> yeah 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 um but <clears throat> we, we occasionally get wires crossed, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, much like knows, Dave Maybe DeVries. he gets painting questions sometimes. Well, Dave DeVries, and there's someone in Australia called Dave DeVries as well. He okay. has the same. He yeah. has the same. So, yeah. Um, um, but anyway. Um, all right, Dave. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot, so I won't ask you to remember what we say at the end of the episode. Um, ah, oh, I'm going to try. Unless you really want to. I haven't, I, I've been lapsed in my podcast listening lately. I but didn't. I think prepare. I want to. Uh, uh, encourage everybody to enjoy collecting. You very much do. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Tasting notes and visuals for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. We're on most social media at the MCC Pod, and you can also watch the video of each episode recording on our YouTube channel. Leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you find us. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use on our audio version is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel, and enjoy collecting.